Welcome everyone, this is our special 12 Monkeys uh, after show where we're going to sit and talk to you guys about everything that just happened. Um, if you're listening to this, well this is pretty much going to follow every single episode of 12 Monkeys and uh, season 2, we're going to start with episode 1, Year of the Monkey. Um, I'm your host for this, Pacing Pete. Um, along with me is Miss Lauren Galloway. Hey. How's it going, Lauren? Great. Thanks for having me on, Pete. Yeah, glad to have you here. It's always fun to talk to you. Um, and from the GWW, uh, Hank, welcome to the show, Hank. Thanks a lot. How's it going today, Pete? Uh, it's, it's going well. Um, you know, we just saw a very uh, interesting hang, uh, cliffhanger. Well, not exactly a cliffhanger. We're going to get the next episode next week, but um, it was pretty crazy. But let's dig into uh, let's dig into some of the stories before we get to that. Lauren, let's talk about Colin Ramsey's brief relationship or short-term relationship however you want to call it after we saw what happened at the end of season one and how they're kind of working together but it seems to be on specific terms or however they view it it was great to see colin ramsey back together again i think you know we talked about this a little bit last year but it was heartbreaking that colin ramsey were divided in their relationship towards the end of season one and the fact that ramsey actually helped build the time machine and helped launch the plague because he was so determined to protect his son. It was great that in the finale, Cole decided to rescue him and that, you know, their relationship in this episode was very, it was kind of timid. It was a little tenuous. Like Ramsey wasn't completely on board with wanting to destroy the virus, but I think he started to realize that if he was going to be on anybody's team, he wanted to be on Cole's team. And so it was great to see them kind of back together as brothers, even though they may not agree with everything that like they were able to get past their differences. Yeah. I like when uh, he saved him on the bridge and called him an old man. It just kind of, even though they had their differences, it kind of brought back that the banter that you enjoyed with them during the first season. Um, Hank, what did you think of the, the relationship and how it started off? Uh, in season two, I, I think it was a good place to start from. Uh, definitely carrying right over from from the events of the uh, season one finale, and um, I, I thought it was really interesting how, how they both talked about someone in their life making them be better. And uh, at the end, that's really what made Cole decide to, in my eyes, decide to to spare Ramsey and kind of you know because the the effect that, that Cassie had on him. I mean. The only thing probably more powerful than time is, is love. So I know that sounds kind of cliche, but I think that's it's really a uh, it's a heartening it's a heartening thing to see them coming back together for the common good. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a really good point you bring up. Um, now, also, what happens is we see Ramsey get shot, and they have to reach out to one of uh, somebody that that Ramsey knows. It's, it's somebody Ramsey knows, right? For some reason, I'm blanking out. It's uh, Cole. He reaches out to Katarina. Is that the one? No, no, no. It's There's... the doctor. Um, doctor. It's, yeah, the actor from Downton Abbey, White. Brendan Coyle. He worked with Mark Ridge, so Ramsey knew him when he was pretending to be Ethan Secchi, and he had since left Mark Ridge to kind of pursue his own life and they needed him to take out the tracker that's right and so lauren i wanted to ask you what did you think of you know because there's a lot of it seems like a lot of trust issues in this episode um as far as you know what was uh you know there's i could just talk about so many things with cole and ramsey uh you know with uh, cassie and deacon 
Um, but but this seemed to be a big one because they reached out to this guy who you know they thought could take the tracker out of Ramsey, and then it turns out he was working with with uh, with the Twelve Monkey Army to bring Ramsey in. What do you think of that, Lauren? It was an interesting twist. I mean, I was excited to see Brennan Quayle on the show because I really like him in Downton Abbey. And then to see him kind of turn the tables on Ramsey when he injected him and Ramsey couldn't talk anymore. I was like, oh, no, this is not good. And I think it just shows that the 12 monkeys, you know, sometimes they feel like they're so pulled back in the shadows, like they're such a secret organization. And yet everywhere Cole and Ramsey go, they seem to run into somebody. So, like, it reminded me that like you can't necessarily trust anyone except maybe the past versions of Dr. Jones or the past versions of Cassie. And like, I was, I was taken aback when he turned the tables on them, but I'm glad that he told them what they needed to know, which was where Jennifer was going to release the virus. You know, and, and about that, um, Hank, you know, it seemed at first like Ramsey was hesitant to tell Cole what, you know, what the doctor had told him as far as, Jennifer releasing the virus and where, and, and then he eventually at the end, or towards the end, does tell Cole, oh, you know, this is where it's going to happen and where they need to go. What did you think of, of his hesitancy and then eventually uh, telling Cole? Well, yeah, I mean, he, he's um, he's basically kind of deciding the fate of his, his son, you know, his only child. The one thing that kind of, uh, I think, reinfused him with a lot of humanity after going through so much uh, trouble and hardship you know, in this, this future world ravaged by the plague. And, you know, his son last year really, you know, grounded him in humanity and, you know, re- made him realize that there was something worth fighting for. You know? So I can definitely understand that. But at the end of the day, I think he just realizes, you know, um, you know anyone that has kids, you know, we're selfish when it comes to our kids. But, you know, you're talking about billions of people. So, you know, he's still, I think he's still going to have some, some um, hesitancy issues going forward. But, you know, hopefully... You know, he he sticks with Cole and, you know, they do what needs to be done, which they both actually seem to be having problems with, by the way. Yeah, they do. Um, oh, sorry, did you want to say something else? No, no. You know, now let's move towards uh, Cassie, who has splintered to the future, and now she is with Katarina. She has, you know, the, Katarina's dealing with the 12 Monkey Army, trying to take over, uh, you know, the... the the mach- her machine and send people back into to the past because uh, they have their own plans. Um, Lauren, what did you think of Katarina taking it upon herself to almost well try to one by one take them out before they could do anything to stop her? I just love Dr. Jones. I think she's absolutely fantastic. I, you know, there's no way she was ever going to willingly let someone use her machine. And so the second they put someone in there and they let her kind of punching the time coordinates, I was like, this guy is goner. There's no way that she's going to um, let anybody use her machine. But then, of course, they found leverage against her, which was to threaten Cassie's life, and Deacon kind of got caught in the crossfire. So it was interesting to see, like, what Cole and Ramsey were experiencing in 2016 and then what Cassie and and Katarina were experiencing in 2043. And, you know, the whole, like, the whole arc with them, with these characters, these kind of blue people who, I guess, like, the paint symbolizes the ashes of the past. And, like, it's really fascinating to see, um, like, where they're going to be sent and if we're going to see them in other timelines. I'm really curious to see how that plays out. 
You know, um, one of the you brought up Dinkin, and, and I thought one of the interesting things that happened was his interaction with uh, with Cassie, and and how you know it, it it started off like you know when Cassie was talking to him and noticing that he has he has uh, jaundice. I think that's what she said. Uh, you know, she realizes well he's getting sick. He's not getting any better. You know, he 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 kind of was taking that oh was like oh maybe you're trying to 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 you know butter me up for something and and maybe she was but she did genuinely seem like you know there was something wrong with him she wanted to help him out um hank what did you think of them kind of forming this this very temporary uh bond yeah i I think it's great it shows that circumstance uh really sometimes throws together the most unlikely of, of allies but um you know deacon's there he has command of an army and he has, definitely has some shadiness to him, but I think she sees someone, Cassie sees someone that maybe she can, you know, manipulate a little bit. I, I definitely think, you know, she, you can see her transformation somewhat already in the in the first episode. And so I think, you know, yeah, she does kind of, you know, maybe like him a little bit out of uh, necessity, but I think more so she sees him and his resources as someone that she can kind of, you know, manipulate and kind of move to help get done what her and Jones are trying to do. You know, um, the one thing that I've really enjoyed about this season and next and this, or I'm sorry, last season and, and so far what they've done in this first episode is is how they've um, balanced a lot of the storylines going on. You know, whether it's Cole and and uh, Ramsey and uh, and and Deacon and, and Katerina and, and Cassie, um, you know, they didn't leave out Jennifer. You know, Jennifer's going through a lot of problems herself with. You know, I mean, she's she's already kind of got issues, as we saw, like, in the first season. But um, it's it's almost like the virus, you know, having it with her and knowing she's going to be the one that unleashes it. Uh, it's, it's really getting to her because we see her in that moment where she goes to the speed dating uh, event and she tells uh, this random guy, hey, you can um, you can be the hero of this story. You can stop me from unleashing this plague that's going to kill everybody. And it pretty much freaks him out, um, which I think it would freak anyone out. But, you know, she's, <laughs> you know, it, it's just kind of, um, it's it, it's very interesting. I don't know if I expected to see Jennifer in that state of mind. Lorna, what did you think of her making that decision to, um, you know, want someone to kill her so she doesn't uh, unleash the plague? I think Jennifer's journey this season is going to be the most interesting and I feel like we're getting kind of a taste of that in this first episode back. I mean, it was hilarious that the sign said being single isn't the end of the world, but all she could see was the phrase, the end of the world. And then she sat down at that speed dating table. And I love how she was like, you know, I'm a mixed bag, really. I mean, I think she's just such a fun and kind of uh, like loopy out of the box character. And it made a lot of sense that she would want someone to kill her because like for her, and I think, you know, we'll see more of this through the season she's been told that her purpose is to release this virus because she was brainwashed by olivia and the tall bunkies and so she knows that she has to do it like to the point where her legs her will move her forward whether or not she wants to like follow through on it because she's like so just that brainwashing has really like made her determined and but she knows that like she almost can't stop herself and so she's desperate enough, like the part of her that knows it's wrong is desperate enough to say, look, I can't stop what I'm about to do. I need someone else to stop me. 
And I thought it was interesting that she tried to get a random stranger to do it. And then, you know, for her to tell Cole to do it on the roof, I thought was really intense. Yeah, that was, that was super intense, you know, and then, you know, getting to that scene, you know, you, I, I feel like we kind of see that Cole has learned a lot in terms of, you know, what he does and what he thinks will, um, what we, what he thinks will affect the future. So, I guess what I'm saying is, in the first episode of of last of the first season, we see them uh, go after Leland, and he kills Leland, and nothing changes. Uh, and 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 I almost feel like maybe he's learned from that. Maybe he knows that not just killing someone is is the answer. You know, he he feels like it's better to take the virus away from Jennifer, and 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 that might take care of everything. But then, what throws everything into a bit of a a, a, a ruckus? is we see Cassie splinter back to that same time, and now she wants to kill uh, Jennifer. What do you think of that, Hank? Uh, you know, it reminds me of something that uh, it's, a, it's a message carried in a lot of, uh, with a lot of virtuous heroes. And, you know, it was, it's a thing where the responsibility when, when, you, when you have that is not only knowing when to take a life, but just as important, if not more so, when not to. And so that really, I thought, showed a lot of growth on Cole's end, as, as you just said, you know, it, all the things he's been through and what he's seen, I think it's kind of made him a, I don't want to say softer character, but it's kind of given him a little bit more perspective on what he's really fighting for, which are people. And, you know, he's faced down with Cassie, someone he has a lot of emotions with. So that's a very tenuous moment. And it's probably something that neither one of them could have foreseen, you know, coming to bear like that. Here they are facing each other down and they're the best, they're the best of allies at one time. So it really takes things and kind of spins it on his head. Now, um, after everything we've seen and how they've approached the first episode of the season, um, Lauren, what are you looking forward to the most with uh, with with how everything is going to play out? Because you know, we obviously during the first season we could kind to we can kind of get an idea of what they're doing um, because you know it was, it was obviously um, you know adapted from the movie Twelve Monkeys, uh, but there were you know there's there's differences in the show obviously, but you know seeing as there's now a season two and we're into it now and and there's so many different things that can happen with relationships where i mean what are you looking forward to the most and uh with this uh season two i think i'm looking forward to figuring out where the 12 monkeys in the future where they were time traveling to because as far as we know like they're starting to send people through but we don't know where they're going. We don't know why they're going. And I think that is going to be a really interesting, really interesting journey for them in the future because, you know, they're still trying to figure out what to do with the plague. And obviously I think in the next episode they'll address, you know, does the vial that Jennifer have, is that all of it? Is there more of it? Are people developing more of it? Like the plague I think is still going to be a big focus, but at the same time, there's now these rogue time travelers and I'm curious to see where they go and kind of like what their purpose is for the purpose of the show. Uh, Hank, same question. Yeah. I, I uh, just piggybacking off of what she said. Uh, it almost feels like they're setting things up where time is going to kind of be a character unto itself. You know what I mean? They're, they're, they're making all these changes and they're kind of flying through and doing what they feel needs to be done. But uh, and I think really Jones, Dr. Jones is really the one that kind of has an eye 
on that. She knows with every jump and every splinter that, you know, there are going to be repercussions, whether it's seen now or not. And um, I, I, th I do think it's, it's fascinating uh, where uh, they they were sending them to in the future. What, what were they? Are they stop gaps? Are they, you know, have they calculated out where they think coal might be or so it's it's a it's it's very uh, fascinating just to kind of figure out where they're going and 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 what's going to happen. But I'm sure we're all in for for a bunch more surprises. That's for sure. Now, um, Hank, you got a chance to talk last week with uh, in a conference call with uh, was it creators of the Twelve Monkeys? I did. I did. Can, and um, go, go ahead. I'm sorry. I mean, to cut I was you just off. gonna say, go ahead and uh, can you let us know uh, what they told you? I mean. Or what could they, what they could tell you about what they have planned for us and, uh, and anything specific? Sure, sure. Uh, well, Tim Matsley, the producer, was on. Um, Cole was on. The actor plays Cole. Uh, I'm sorry, their names are slipping me, escaping me right now. But Cassie was on. The, the actress that plays her and Jennifer was on. And. Uh, Lauren kind of hit it right on the head. I, I, I think that from what they were saying, Jennifer's uh, journey is going to be the most interesting uh, going on. You know, they talked about she's, you know, she already kind of had the multiple personalities, the things they've done to her, you know, and the, the, the time she's the, they made it seem she plays a major cog into what's going on with everything bigger than any of us can imagine. You know, and so you kind of see peaks of it here and there, but they said, you know, there's going to be a lot more where she's going to play center stage. And they, they just talked a lot about uh, the relationships and how strange bedfellows, you know, have to, how you have to become allies with people that you were once enemies with, you know, just because the situation is so fluid and changing. And they're also going through a lot of different uh, time traveling to, to different eras, uh, the 40s, they said the 50s, the 60s. So they said time traveling is going to be a big facet of the show this year. So nice. That's, that's, that's really cool. Um, you know, actually I wanted to ask you guys about this and, and, you know, uh, forming license alliances, uh, with people that you normally are enemies with. And we saw a lot of that in this episode. Um, Lauren, do you foresee a reunion, uh, with Cole and Cassie? I think so. Yeah. And she, I mean, she came in right at the end of this episode, right? She splinters back right. to where yes, they are. Yes. Okay. I yeah. I think. I mean, I really enjoyed their di their relationship dynamic in season one. I really felt like they were falling in love with each other, and that there was this intimacy that you know that they were kind of bonding over. You know, I I would hope that that would continue in season two, but I have a feeling it's one of those where they have to be pulled apart before they're put back together. So, I mean, it's interesting because, like, Cole's perspective in season one was he didn't know what art was or music was or, you know, comfort or safety. He didn't know any of those things. He was a very hard, um, very, just like, like a, like a sand, yeah, he was a soldier. Like, his mission was the only thing that was important. And, like, Cassie, she was able to humanize Cole and, you know, take him to museums and experience food and music and, like, to remind him that there is a world worth saving. And I kind of feel like this season that's going to be flipped a little bit because now Cole is living in the present and Cassie right. is living in 
the hard reality of the future. So I think her arc will be interesting, and I feel like Cole might have to bring her back to center and rem- like reminding her what's important. Now, just to add on to that question, Hank, um, uh, I know I know that with how the episode ended, you know, we're like I said, it's kind of a cliff, a mini cliffhanger with uh, everyone's guns drawn. Uh, do you think Cassie would shoot Cole to get to uh, Jennifer? Uh, the last part of your the Cole and Jennifer, the last part cut out. I'm I'm sorry. Oh, I just okay. I said I I said uh, I asked. Do you think Cassie would? Um, shoot Cole to get to Jennifer? Wow, you know, that that's a great question. Uh, before it actually happened, I said, no, never. Why would Cassie ever do such a thing? But, you know, she, she came out guns blazing. I mean, I think, you know, she put a couple bullets in some guys' heads, and, you know, she came up to Cole, and she was really strong. I mean, you could see her, her, her body language, you know, the look in her eyes. Everything said, you know, get out of my way. This is what we need to do. Let's get it done. What are you doing? You know, I think she was probably, she seemed pretty shocked. And I think it angered her some. Like, we've done all of this, and, and you want to stop here to, to complete our mission. So I think, um, I still think she has a, a lot of human in her. I think she's hurting now, confused and tired and dazed. And, you know, right now, I, I think it's not beyond, it's not beyond the possibility, definitely. You know, whether it's a death shot or not, I think she's determined to do whatever she needs to do to, to end this thing and can you blame her <laughs> no not at all and, and and you know when you were talking about her coming out guns blazing and I, I thought that was interesting because you know she the cassie that we see splinter back in time is definitely not the cassie we saw in the v- beginning of this episode or even last season and i think that has a lot to do with um i think she says that she was there for a couple years um, right you know and, and, you know when the machine blew up uh when they were uh, I, I think they said it, it, the machine overloaded and it blew up. Um, Katarina said that it was going to take a couple years to to re- or no, it was going to take a while to build that thing. So, um, you know, right. obviously she she's been working with Deacon a lot. Um, she's she probably getting some sort of training. So when she comes back in time, she can uh, perform the uh, or she can kill who she needs to without a second thought. Um, do you, Lauren? Do you like the growth of of, of uh, Cassie's character in that brief amount of time? Uh, honestly, I don't really. Um, I really liked Cassie season one. I liked her as the doctor and the person who was always trying to save people. And I feel like, I feel like this, this shift was something that I didn't expect at all. And it's not something that I like necessarily because I really enjoyed just I really enjoyed her humanity and I felt like she was definitely a centering and a focal point for Cole. But now that she's kind of hard, now that time has changed her that way, I don't know. It's kind of disheartening a little bit to me. Yeah, it definitely takes maybe an innocence away from Cassidy Cassie that she had in the first season and even in the beginning of this for of this uh this episode. <clears throat> um uh Hank, same question. I think um, I, I agree. She was, you know, in the first season, she seemed to be that light in the darkness. And, you know, she was the one person that Cole could count on. And, um, you know, I think that living her time in the future ha- has altered her. Um, you know, she things are tough now. You know, she doesn't have the conveniences that, that she's known all of her life. She's in this, this earth 
it's barren and it's dark all the time and every minute you don't know if you're in a gunfight or somebody's trying to you know take what you have so you know it's it's almost by necessity she's she's had to change in order to survive the time in the future and it's completely opposite with Cole you know he's sleeping on the bed now with sheets and good smells and he can watch TV and you know it really probably gives him a perspective of what he's fighting for but you know she's looking at it as though well, I don't like this, you know, and I don't want this to happen. So, you know, we need to do whatever we can do so that I can, so that this, this world, this hell doesn't become, you know, our reality. So I think it's, it's a lot out of necessity. And I, I do think still within her, there is that, that doctor, the first, you know, that we all fell in love with the first season. And I just think that, you know, her exterior has had to become a little, a little more hardened just for her to survive there, you know, and the, the deaths and things that she's seen, the shootouts there, in front of the machine and the machine blowing up. I mean, that, you know, it's almost like a soldier being thrown into wartime, you know, and it's going to, it's going to, when you look into the darkness, the darkness looks back sometimes, you know what I mean? So I, I think it's one of those type of, type of situations. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point because, I mean, I, I, I didn't, I, I think it does take away a little bit from her character, but I mean, when she said she was there for like two years, I mean, it did make sense to me that, in all that time, she would, you know, see a lot more than obviously than she probably ever saw in her reg, and you know where she where she is from. Um, so to me, that that did kind of make sense just timeline wise. Um, now I wanted to ask you guys um, in the very beginning of the episode, you know, we have the 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 woman who I don't know if she's the the leader or you know she's the one that's been you know, manipulating Ramsey, manipulating Jennifer uh, into what the twelve monkey armies is going to do. Um, Lauren, do you want to learn more about this character? Or are you just kind of happy that, or are you okay with the with the fact that just, she just kind of pops in and out, um, and and just serves her purpose just as a villain? Um, yeah. So her character's name is Olivia, and I know on IMDb she's listed as the striking woman, but her character's name is Olivia, and it was interesting to see. I love the way that she calls Ramsey Traveler. Hello, Traveler. Like, she's so... Um, <laughs> she's, I just... I love her... I love her character. Like, I don't like what she does, what she stands for, but I like how the actress portrays her. And, yeah, I'm curious to know... Like, I feel like at some point, everyone is going to be related. Like, somebody is... Like, we're going to meet Cole's mom at some point. And we're going to meet some... You know, Cassandra's parents at some point. I think... I think the show is built on connectivity and relationship. And like, I think in season one, I was rewatching it a couple weeks ago. There's a conversation that she has with the man who kills people and leaves the flowers. And right. they, they say something about her dad, like, like living on her father's legacy. I think I think that's what it was. I might have to re- I, I might be wrong there, but I feel like familiar. I feel like she has a purpose, and it was handed down to her by someone else. And I would love to see like who that person is. Like, how did Olivia become this like psychopath manipulator who's willing to end the world? And like, she knew about all the babies that you know that become the messengers. Like, she knows more I think than anybody else does at this point about what the 12 monkeys are doing and i would like to see more i would like to learn more about her for sure this season uh hank what about you definitely um she definitely seems like the puppet master she's pulling the strings from uh from behind the curtain and it, it's i think it's really great how they 
the producers and the writers have been able to set up this this arcing character where she she's not really there. You don't pay that much attention to her. She's not overt, but if you really pay attention, you know her her fingerprints are all over everything, and her, her messages are so vague and kind of uh, foreboding. So it's it's really uh, you know great villains. They they make a show. You could have great heroes and a great cause, but you really need some villains that are complex and and multi layered. And she definitely seems like uh, like all of that and more. So de- definitely very interested to see uh, her story and kind of uh, her motivations behind everything. Um. Now before we uh, we finish up, uh, I want to ask you guys your one bold prediction for uh, for this uh, season. Uh, Lauren, I'll start with you. Bold prediction. Um, that Cole's mother, and I, I don't know anything about her character. I don't think I've read up on anything. But my prediction would be we're going to meet Cole's mom, and and maybe we'll meet Jennifer's mom, because there have been allusions to both of their mothers being crazy and having to have been committed. Or about Cole's mom left him and Jennifer's mom was committed, something like that. Like I think, I think this season we're gonna meet Cole's mom somewhere in the past and find out what was going on with her, and we'll meet Jennifer's mom and find out what's going on with her. Those are the two things that I'm hoping for because I love to know more about people's backstories and their family history. Yeah, it's always good to get a. It's, it's definitely always good to learn about you know, a character's backstory, where they came from, and, and why they are the way they are. Um, especially after we got to meet Leland and, and see, you know, his connection with Jennifer. Um, uh, Hank, same question. Yeah, I think, um, one, I think this year, one of the main characters is going to bite it. Um, I just think, you know, last year we were close to being Ramsey almost, you know, at the end of the year, and then they pulled him back. But I think this year, and for some reason, I think it's going to be Cassie. I think that uh, at some point during the season, I think they they may uh, kill her off. Uh, and, and my other my other uh, prediction is I think Ramsey's son may come in to play uh, some type of bigger role than just being the kid that he's fighting for. I, I think uh, somehow they may work him into it. So um, I haven't haven't seen a lot that suggests that, but. <laughs> Just, just taking my shot, you know. <laughs> no, that's that's interesting. I mean, what if he comes into play as someone a part of, of you know, uh, or someone that's manipulated in some way, or and turns against Ramsey or something? And here Ramsey was doing all this because of his son, and then it's all right. Thing, you know, um, the twelve monkeys have their tentacles everywhere, so you never really know, you know, what they're what they're setting up. No, that's that's a good point. Um, so that'll be very interesting. And you actually stole my bold prediction. I was going to say somebody was going to die too. Maybe that's maybe that's the easy bold <laughs> prediction. Um, I know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I mean, you know, who, who knows? They they could potentially kill uh, someone like Ramsey uh, or um, or Cassie or you know who knows? Even uh, maybe they'll find someone to work uh, Katarina's machine and kill her off. I I would hate to see that, but. Um, you know, you just, you never know. Um, and I don't want to say right. Deacon because I feel like they, that might be expected because he's kind of like, uh, an anti-hero at least now. Right. Um, you know, with, with how we see all that, uh, with all that going down and, um, and we don't even know how the, the, uh, Cassie and Deacon relationship is going to play out. Um, you know, we were talking about that earlier. That's, that's, I, I didn't expect to see that in this episode, 
um, and how well they they came together uh, and and or so quickly I should say. Um, but I mean, you know, maybe Deacon realized, oh, you know, I I am sick and I need to get help, and maybe she is kind of my last uh, chance to to try to get better. But from that, that could always sprout something else. So. That that right. that could that could throw a you know a wrench in things and 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 who knows if if they try to you know put you know Cassie and, and Deacon together that could be very interesting and and would definitely uh, be a thorn in Cole's side for sure. Um, all right, well, uh, so that is going to do it for our first episode of uh, our post twelve monkeys uh, talk. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, uh, Lauren, why don't you let everyone know where they can find you at? Yeah, you guys can find me on Twitter at Lauren Galloway and I'm also doing a a full season review for comic book resources and it's non-spoilery but it kind of talks about where they're going for the season which I think will be published sometime this weekend but if not you guys can definitely look for it um, on comic book resources Monday morning awesome well, thank you very much for that Lauren we look forward very to that cool. review and hearing your thoughts um, Hank uh, you can catch up with me I'm on Twitter at Hill Daddy 0207. Uh, I also do some streaming for for the GWW, so you know, feel free to jump on sometime, and we'll have a conversation about whatever I'm playing or whatever's going on. So, hope you guys enjoyed everything, and it's been it's been a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. Yeah, for sure. Um, you can find me at Pacing Pete on Twitter. Uh, you can find uh, you'll probably find the show at Cena Nerd on Twitter. Um, we'll be posting everything up on the GWW.com. So. Make sure you go there, uh, subscribe. So you're, uh, these are going to come out. Um, the plan is to have them out after, you know, immediately following the uh, the episode we'll be talking about. So uh, be sure to check that out. And um, next time, uh, not so many technical difficulties. So that'll be much better for your listening experience. So uh, till then, uh, we will see you next week. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, guys. This has been a production of the GWW Radio Network. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Also, check out Geeks Worldwide at the GWW.com for all the latest news, reviews, and opinions on video games, comics, movies, TV, cosplay, and more. Geeks Assemble!